And now, live from Level 5 Productions on the island of Milleronia, it's The Larry Miller Show! Good evening, Mr. and Mrs. America, and everyone who's completely in love with Wonder Woman. Hi, folks, and welcome back to The Larry Miller Show. I'm Larry Miller, but in a way, aren't we all? And to answer the question I asked, who's in love completely with Wonder Woman? Well, it starts with Colonel Jeff and me. And I'm going to tell you more about it. And, uh, but oh, there's so much to talk about today. We're on the mainland. We're not on Milleronia, and there are reasons for that, too. And, uh, but everyone on Milleronia loves Wonder Woman, by the way. I've seen to that. And holy mackerel. Oh, there's so much to tell you about that. But, of course, just to start with, well, I'm, I'm an, as happy as a clam. I, I just love uh, being here today in our mainland studio with Colonel Jeff and our dogs, Ozzy and Maggie, because we weren't smart enough to name her Harriet. I still can't believe that. But, folks, that's the, uh, the William Moulton Marston Orchestra and the Gal Gadot Dancers featuring girl tenorina Cindy Russell asking the musical question, just who exactly is Tom Mix and what has he been doing up on that mountain all this time and when in the heck is he coming down? Well, those are good questions, Cindy, by the way, and uh, all her words, by the way. I just love things like that. When in the heck is he coming down? Well, first of all, Cindy, and for all of you who don't know, Tom Mix was one of the most beloved stars Hollywood ever had. He made 291 movies, all westerns, and America loved him. And uh, out of those 291, only nine were talkies, as they called them in, in those days. So uh, Tom Mix was a great silent movie star. Everyone loved him. America really did. They just loved him. And by the way, before he got into Hollywood and into the movie business, he was a soldier in many wars. He charged up San Juan Hill with Teddy Roosevelt and was wounded so badly he needed a hospital. He was in there for quite a while and fought in the Mexican Revolution and many others. And he was a close friend of Wyatt Earp's. And at Earp's funeral in 1929, he was one of the pallbearers and wept. His funeral, Tom Mix's funeral, brought tears all across America. And Cindy, those are good questions. But uh, boy, he's quite a guy. God bless him. And you know what? I think that mountain he's up on may just be heaven. When the heck is he coming down, as you asked? Well, it's just a guess, but I, I think, I feel he must be hanging out and telling so many stories with Wyatt Earp, he still just doesn't have the time. So, uh, boy, oh boy. But good question, Cindy. Yeah, what's going on with Tom Mix? I'm awfully glad he's part of the show here, part of the Larry Miller show. And, uh... Tom, I'm smiling at you and tipping my hat, and I hope you're tipping yours. Good for you, Tom, and good for you, Cindy, for asking about that. And by 
the Larry Miller Store. That's right, the Larry Miller Store. You know, we've got, we have so many things to, well, advertise and, and to plug here. But the truth is, you know what? I wanted to get the Larry Miller Store back in here because it's we have some great stuff. As Colonel Jeff mentioned, the, the Larry Miller Drinking Society shirt, LMDS, and uh, featuring the famous LMDS logo and our semi-secret slogan, Nominum Quid Geminus, which is Latin for, you call that a double? It's a great, uh, it's a great question, I think, ourselves. And we came up with it here on the show. We asked all of you out there. When we first started the show, hey, who speaks Latin well enough to be able to translate that? You call that a double? Which I have found myself asking at the odd time or two on the road, back in the hotel bar, just before going to sleep. But, uh, boy, oh boy, nominum quid geminus, which, remember, means you call that a double. And uh, do that. Boy, get those. These shirts are great. And the, and the brand new... Keep calm and Larry on shirt. It's not just a mantra for life. It's the motto sensation that's sweeping the nation. That's still just fun for me to say. <laughs> I'm not sure what nation yet exactly, but I think it's ours. It, it, it is. It's ours. And finally, just uh, show, show how tough you are. And I think that's what you want with the brand new... I survived volcano number two, and all I got was this lousy T-shirt shirt. Now, remember, all shirts are printed on demand. That's actually a big step forward. Colonel Jeff was telling me about that. So you, you can pick from a variety of colors, and they're all available in both gentlemen's and ladies' cut T-shirts. So what you do is you go to LarryMillerShow.com slash store. That's LarryMillerShow.com slash store. And get, uh, get, you, get yourself and, and your loved ones and friends some Larry Miller, well, the Drinking Society t-shirt. Keep calm and Larry on. And I survived volcano number two and all I got was this lousy t-shirt shirt. So thank you, folks. Go to LarryMillerShow.com slash store. Means a lot to us here. And I, I hope to you, too. And, uh, well, that brings me to my favorite part of the show, the joke of the week. This is a good one. I love the joke of the week. I know I've mentioned that before, but I'll be mentioning it again. There's nothing better than passing along a good joke to my friends and loved ones. And, uh, well, which is all of you, by the way. And uh, and we have a good one, I think, this week. <laughs> the colonel and I both chuckled at this one, and here it goes. There's a farmer with a big chicken farm, and uh, he's got 150 chickens on that farm. Sounds like a lot to me, but he's ready to get more chickens and more eggs, and he, he decides, he tells his wife he's he's going into town to get a rooster, but a tough rooster, a big one who just isn't afraid of, well, 150 chickens. And as I just pointed out to you, he, he wants more eggs and he wants more chickens. And by gum, he's going to get them. So he goes and uh, says to the, uh, well, to the chicken, the big chicken supplier, I want a rooster and I want him just tough as nails and 
knows what to do with, well, 150 chickens. I want more eggs and I want more chickens. And the guy says, you know what? I'm way ahead of you. I've got you. And uh, here he is. Here's the one. He And he picks up a chicken. And it's a pretty big rooster, this one. And uh, he's uh, not mean or anything, but uh, the guy says, this is the one you want. Just put him out there. Believe me, you'll get everything. And the farmer doesn't even have to ask questions. He says, sounds good to me. Let's do it. So he gets that rooster, puts him in the pickup truck with him, and they go home and he, uh, well, just puts him out in the yard where all the chickens are. And he goes inside and uh, washes up for lunch. And he says to his wife, yeah, he tells her all about it. She said, did you get a good rooster? And he says, I think I did. You know, uh, Mr. Donahue said that this is the one, and uh, he can do everything we want, everything we talked about. So uh, she uh, gives him a kiss on the forehead and sits him down at the kitchen table and puts his lunch down in front of him, and uh, he smiles and says, thank you, sweetheart. And he takes a big bite of his uh, sandwich, and then he looks out the window and he sees, well, sure enough, don't you know, that rooster is on every chicken in the place, and they're not afraid of him. He's not afraid of anything. And there he goes, every single chicken. And the guy says to himself, the farmer says, uh, boy, how do you like that? That's, uh, you know, Donahue wasn't kidding about that. It, there he goes, and that's, well, that's what I want. Whew, what a way to spend the day. And the next day, well, he's going about all his chores on the farm, and he's fixing everything and fixing fences and knowing what to do. And he goes, same thing, gets in for lunch and washes up, and he goes down and wipes, kiss him, kisses him again and uh, puts the plate down in front of him, and he takes another big bite, and he looks out, and now he sees the same rooster, and he's going after every duck and goose on the place. But every single one. Ducks and geese, and the guy's, well, a little thrown. He's, well, boy, this guy's not kidding around. This rooster is is in it for business. And, whew, all right, so he finishes his lunch, and okay. Well, every single chicken and every single duck and rooster on the place. The third day, he's done the same thing. He sits down at the table, looks out the window again, and he sees now, well, the rooster is out cold on the ground, and hes he looks like he's done himself in, and that's that. And so he, oh boy, so he goes outside, he doesn't need his lunch yet, he goes outside and he sees that, that rooster is, well, sure enough, the tongue is out, he's gone. He killed himself, and uh, and the farmer says to him, you know, and well, sure enough, and there are vultures, by the way, circling over him. And uh, the farmer says to him, uh, "Well, buddy, I'm 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 sorry you've you've left here and that you you're well that you're dead. But boy, oh boy, you sure went out in a big way, and, I, and I'm I'm glad we met. And at that point, the rooster opens one eye and winks and says, "Shh, they're about to land." <laughs> Well, Colonel Jeff and I got a big kick out of that. Boy, this guy's not kidding around. I mean, holy mackerel. 150 chickens, 150 ducks and geese, and now vultures. <laughs> They're going to circle. Good, let them. Shh. They're about to land. Well, we thought that was a good one, and I hope you do too. Remember, pass it on to all your friends and loved ones. 
And uh, that brings me to my second favorite part of the show, The Poetry Corner. A lovely string quartet for a poem. You know, folks, I've I've read uh, this is by Ogden Nash, and I've read from him before, and I love him. I lo- always have love Ogden Nash. He's smart, one of the greatest poets we ever had. He's smart and funny. He's witty too, but he's very touching also. And uh, well, Colonel Jeff and I like this one for today, and we hope you do too. It's called. Common Cold by Ogden Nash Go hang yourself, you old M.D. You shall not sneer at me. Pick up your hat and stethoscope. Go wash your mouth with laundry soap. I contemplate a joy exquisite. I'm not paying you for your visit. I did not call you to be told my malady is a common cold. By pounding brow and swollen lip, by fever's hot and scaly grip, by those two red redundant eyes that weep like woeful April skies, by racking snuffle snort and sniff, by handkerchief after handkerchief, this cold you wave away as naught is the damnedest cold man ever caught. Give ear, you scientific fossil. Here is the genuine cold colossal, the cold of which researchers dream, the perfect cold, the cold supreme. This honored system humbly holds the super cold to end all colds, the cold crusading for democracy, the furor of the streptococracy. Bacilli swarm within my portals, such as were ne'er conceived by mortals, but bred by scientists wise and hoary in some Olympic laboratory, bacteria as large as mice with feet of fire and heads of ice who never interrupt for slumber their stamping elephantine rumba. A common cold gadzooks forsooth. Ah, yes, and Lincoln was jostled by Booth. Don Juan was a budding gallant, and Shakespeare's plays showed signs of talent. The Arctic winter is fairly coolish, and your diagnosis is fairly foolish. Oh, what a derision history holds for the man who belittled the cold of colds. <laughs> That's fun, isn't it? Good old Ogden Nash. Well, I just have to say one more time, I love Ogden Nash, and so does Colonel Jeff, and I hope you do too. That's that's a witty poem. It's got fun in it, and boy, no one was better with words than he was. Boy, oh boy, he can twist everything, like streptococracy, streptococracy. <laughs> anyway, thank you, Ogden. God bless you. And that brings me to my third favorite part of the show. MMM, Triple M, the magic movie moment. 
Folks, this is a terrific movie. I loved this when it came out, which is in 1981. And uh, another one was made, a remake, just a few years ago, I think five or six years ago, The Clash of the Titans. It's very good. It's awfully good. And I like the one from 1981. The truth is I haven't seen the remake yet. They have a great cast in it, and I hope it's terrific. But I'll tell you what, and I think Colonel Jeff agrees with me on this one, that Clash of the Titans from 1981. Oh, folks, what you know? Uh, what a cast they have. The stars, good Lord. I mean, you want to start with Lawrence Olivier and... And Harry Hamlin and uh, ooh, Maggie Smith. These are such great actors. Burgess Meredith, Claire Bloom, Ursula Andress, who was well, a great actress anyway, but just, you know, Ursula Andress. I mean, come on. It's a terrific movie. It's got love and danger and commitment in it, and it's set in ancient times. I mean, how do you do better than Lawrence Olivier as Zeus up in heaven there? And uh, Maggie Smith is up there with him. He, she plays uh, Theta or Thera. But, folks, it's a wonderful movie. And Colonel Jeff and I both love the way they make and treat the monsters. And that's because it's old school monsters. It's old style movie making where... They use stop-and-go photography to handle the movement of the monsters. And it's very smooth, but it's it's got a little bit of a, a tiny bit of herky-jerky to it. But it makes it wonderful. I mean, we both love the monsters. And they, frankly, they're frightening. And uh, new monsters don't scare me. They don't, I don't like to be scared. But new monsters in movies don't mean anything to me. They're... I just roll my eyes and kind of, okay, here we go. Let's just get past this. But you know something, folks? That's the movie moment for me this week. That's the magic movie moment for me. The monsters and how they were made and how we see them. It was Kraken who comes out of the sea. They're wonderful. They're great. And they're big and mysterious and frightening, but somehow very real. And you wouldn't want to see the Kraken coming after you or the girl you love. I mean, and she's tied up to the rocks. And here comes the Kraken. Well, all I can say is you might as well call the caterer fast and make a wedding because you know what? <laughs> the Kraken might have some other ideas. And he's, he's a great monster like all ancient monsters. He just wants to eat her. I mean, eat her alive. You know, you just pop her in the mouth and go, crunch, 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 and you eat her. Then he can go back in the cave under the water for another hundred years or so. But, folks, it means a lot to me, and it meant a lot to Colonel Jeff to say, that's a great magic movie moment, how they make the monsters and how they film them and how we see them. I hope you've seen this movie. It's terrific. And it's, oh, Clash of the Titans. But I have to tell you, if you haven't seen it, see it now. And by the way, if you've seen the new one and haven't seen the old one, see the old one. 
It doesn't matter that you know what the story is like. Nothing matters. It's a terrific movie. And good Lord, once again, Lawrence Olivier is Zeus. How do you beat that? And Harry Hamlin was a great lead. He was a great star of it. Claire Bloom the same way. Good Lord. As Hera, his love. Burgess Meredith was in this. Oh, boy, oh, boy. And a bunch of folks. Flora Robeson, by the way, is in this playing a Stygian witch. Flora Robeson, one of the great, oh, one of the great English actors of all time. And she played a beautiful, well, uh, she played a, just a, a great Queen Elizabeth. And, uh, and oh, Flora Robeson, great, great actress. And uh, so please uh, see this for yourselves. See it again if you've seen it already. And see it, oh, see it for the first time if you haven't. I hope you like it, and I hope you like those monsters. And you know something, folks? It makes you... That's the reason I don't mind being frightened by great monsters, is I get shocked and upset easily. Well, too easily sometimes, but I'm shocked and upset every year on June 1st, which we just had. And uh, Colonel Jeff feels the same way, and the reason is the year goes so fast. That's more evidence of... It moves so fast. How does it move that fast? You know, as we were saying before we, we started the show here, that, well, New Year's Eve is New Year's Eve. Well, sure, and then it's the first of the year, and it's a new year. Okay, okay. And all other ye- holidays are no fine. All right, Valentine's Day, Mother's Day, Father's Day. Uh, you know, that's fine. They're all great. And especially, well, Memorial Day and July 4th and all the holidays with heart. But suddenly it just seems, folks, that June 1st, how did how do we get to summer? Doesn't that mean it's close to summer? Is it summer already? June 1st? And you know what? My uh, younger boy is graduating from high school in, uh, well, less than two weeks. And, uh, boy, we're looking forward to that. And he did a good job. And yet it means again, well, he's done. My wife said I, I this morning, and remember, we're back on the mainland now. So I said to her, should I, uh, should I wake him up? Because it seemed a little later that than he's used to getting up to get to school on time, and she said, "School is over. He's done, and there are no more classes. It's just a couple of finals he has to take, but that's it." And that really, well, it touched me and left me a little sad. Oh, that's it. Oh, okay. I, wow. I guess that's it. But you know what? That's why there's always something good to hope for, because I have the same hopes. Well, for instance, for Wonder Woman, just opening up. And I'll tell you that, and I'm not kidding around at all, because it's a Wonder Woman, the movie, the director, Patty Jenkins, who was from New York and sounds like someone who knows how to tell Wonder Woman's story. I was reading about her a big article in the Los Angeles Times, and she just, she doesn't like special effects. She didn't want crazy lights, no frog makeup for the bad guys, just Diana Wonder Woman. That's Diana, that's Wonder Woman's name as the character in the movie. Fighting for truth, justice, and the American way. That's right. Sure, and Colonel Jeff and I both believe in that. Oh, true, we got it from Superman from the 50s. (laughs) And... That was their slogan, fighting for truth, justice, and the American way. And then the music would rise. 
Well, I think this is going to be a great movie. I just said to myself at the time when the dogs were in the kitchen with me, and I speak to them, so what? It relaxes me and who's hurt by it? But I said to them, boy, that sounds good. Wonder Woman, and I really want to see it, and so does Colonel Jeff, and I and I never really want to see new movies. I don't know about you, but I never, oh, please, oh, I can't wait. Let's, I hope, even the ones I'm in, I'm not crazy about. And you know what? And Colonel Jeff and I both hope that Gal Gadot, who, uh, oh, boy, that's why she was in the opening, and, you know, I she looks fantastic. And that director, Patty Jenkins, are worthy to walk in Linda Carter's gorgeous footsteps. Uh, both the Colonel and I adore Linda Carter forever for her take on it, which was wonderful. Heroism and commitment. And she was, by the way, the first one to say she never tried to act sexy or beautiful as Wonder Woman. She just solved the missions and did it all with strength. And it so happens wore those amazing shorts and the incredible top. I mean, frankly, it's just, it was all, I mean, God bless her. It's a healthy kid, as my father used to say. I've mentioned that before, but when someone was that beautiful, when a woman was that gorgeous and that womanly in her figure, and uh, that was, you know, and, that, and that's what my dad would always say, God bless her, she's a healthy kid. But, you know, that's not, so I can't adore Linda Carter more. And uh, same with Colonel Jeff. And, and this is not because we're both completely in love with her, which we are. Did I say that out loud? I must have mentioned her before on the show. She's oh, she's a great Wonder Woman. God bless her, just gorgeous. And uh, But it's not that. You know, why... I wonder sometimes, I'm, refer I'm really looking forward to seeing Wonder Woman, to seeing this movie directed by Patty Jenkins and starring Gal Gadot and so many other great actors in this. And uh, But I wonder, wondered who does, uh, you know, why couldn't, why don't we have more astonishingly gorgeous superheroes as, you know, as women? Why couldn't Supergirl look like that? You know, she's blonde, pretty, brave. She had everything. Uh, might not have been as healthy as my dad would, would have said. But why couldn't Scarlett Johansson be Supergirl? God bless her. She's a great actress. And as healthy as you could you could be. And she's gorgeous. And Catwoman was Julie Newmar. Also was just, oh, beautiful, beautiful woman. And uh, Batgirl was Yvonne Craig. And I've mentioned her before because the Colonel and I know that she played... She was one of the green-skinned dancing actresses from the first year of Star Trek. And, uh... Boy, she looked just phew, fabulous. And you know what, though? Linda Carter was the only female superhero to be healthy. And I loved everything she did. And both as a kid and today... In fact, I have a still picture that the colonel got for me of Linda Carter. It's from one of the episodes. And she was being captured and kidnapped by a gorilla in the, obviously not a real one, but the gorilla suit. 
And Colonel Jeff mentioned that there were at the time in the history of Hollywood, just three or four guerrilla actors that everyone used. It's, it's not an easy part, you know, to look right. And as he said, there was one was the funny gorilla for the Three Stooges movies and the, and the TV shows. And I, that seemed to make sense so that, so that the gorillas could look surprised. <laughs> but there was that and then the tough guy gorillas. But this one had his gorilla arms around Linda Carter and she's about to, well, she's about to put the fear of God into him. And she's, you know, looking serious. But I swear you could see in the gorilla's face. I'm hugging Linda Carter. That's all I need in show business. Yes, she's going to, you know, toss me around the room. But I, I, I don't care. It's Linda Carter, for God's sake. Do, do you all see that? And my answer was, yeah, I do. I really do. So you know what, folks? I, I know that. You know that, too. But that's also because you and I know the same things. Homer is Homer, and Pluto is a planet. So remember, folks, as always, if you walked out of bed today and had a job to go to and a home to come back to and someone there who cares about you, the game's over and you've won. And that's the truest thing I know. Linda, I do love you. And gal, I hope you're great. Good luck.